BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hey, gang, thanks for being here on this Wednesday. Let's get right to it. The poll question today, you knew it would concern this subject. You weren't sure what specifically the question would be, but it's as follows. Will having to pay $787.5 million cause Fox to change the way it does business? I want to give you my thesis about this resolution Right off the top, many who wanted to see Dominion versus Fox actually try, actually have a trial that ends in a verdict. Many of them, I think, were wanting to see the public exposure of Fox News having aired so many 2020 election lies, believing in part that such an airing, if known to Fox viewers, could do permanent damage to the network. And that premise, I believe, to be faulty. Let me explain. Let me paint the bigger picture from my perspective. Yesterday, I was on a CNN call yesterday discussing next week because next week I'm going to host 9 p.m. on CNN Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hey, breaking news. That's very exciting. How, how are we managing well, that? <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to manage that. We've but done I've, it before. We'll do it I, again. I have agreed to do it, TC. I and just, yes. You will support me as you yes, always do. Yes, I will. Yeah. Burning burning the candle on both ends. We do so well. Oh, and in the middle. And in the middle. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later. But oh, next, oh, good. Next week. How'd that call go? Next, well, the point is this. So this was a preliminary call just to understand what would be the sort of the roadmap for. So before the settlement. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Interesting. So I'm on the phone with a couple of of CNN executives, and we are talking about next week and my covering, guest hosting, call it whatever you will, just don't call it a tryout. So (laughs) um, uh, I'm saying to them, well, you know, let's look at what's on the calendar that we know of in terms of news events. We'll be covering this every day. For example, the E. Jean Carroll defamation slash assault or even rape case against Donald Trump uh, has a scheduled Tuesday commencement. One never knows if that sticks to schedule. You know, I would assume that would be a subject we would talk about. Somebody else said that the debt ceiling, I, I... I know it's important, but I also think it's kind of a, a snooze when it comes to television. Right, you want to talk about things that you're personally interested in. And then someone said, well, you know, Dominion versus Fox. And I said, yeah, but it's highly unlikely the case will still be ongoing. What? You think that case is going to be resolved by next Monday? I said, yeah, I do. 
And then someone said, as you had said, TC, yesterday, but but it's about to begin. And I said, right. yeah. I thought I thought the door shut. Never, nope. never a greater moment for re- resolution than when you are literally standing up to give your, your opening statement. So the call then ends, and I then try dialing into, I think most people didn't even know this existed, and frankly, I wasn't eager to promote it yesterday on air because of what I'm about to tell you. There was a telephone line connection to the Delaware courtroom for the trial. This this is just how ridiculous the situation over cameras in the courtrooms has become. In the same way that there are no cameras in the Supreme Court of the United States, there were not going to be cameras in that Delaware courtroom. In the same way there is audio for Supreme Court arguments, there was a phone connection that one could have dialed yesterday and listened to the entire trial. But guess what? What? I was dialing all afternoon and they were at capacity. I never got through. There should be, I said this yesterday. I wonder what capacity was. I released probably 23. (laughs) I released a video yesterday, again, making my pitch. If you can go watch the people's business being done, meaning a borough council meeting, a school board meeting, a congressional hearing, a courtroom then I think we ought to have a camera there, or at least the right, if it's newsworthy, for there to be a camera there. Anyway, just it, it's an ongoing subject of consternation on my part. And the point is that about an hour after the CNN call ends, I look like a soothsayer because the case indeed settled. And it's settled in what is, I think, the largest defamation settlement ever and probably the largest resolution of any kind of a defamation action, meaning by settlement or by verdict. I'll tell you something interesting for comparison, uh, just so you can appreciate how big 787.5 million is. I pulled a 1994 clipping because my boss, the late, great James E. Beasley, one of the greatest trial lawyers in the country, for a while had the largest. We did defamation law. You know, we practiced defamation did he just get law. Passed? And Jim, well, Jim had set a record at the time for what he was able to uh, get in terms of a verdict against the Philadelphia Inquirer. Here's the 1994 clipping, because this it puts it in some context. In late November, a Pennsylvania appellate court upheld a May 1990 libel verdict against the Philadelphia Inquirer, but reduced the damage award by 10 million. The Superior Court in Philadelphia reduced a $31.5 million punitive damage award to $21.5 million, but did not alter the $2.5 million in compensatory damages awarded to Richard Sprague, a former Philadelphia prosecutor. Sprague sued the newspaper in April of 73 over a story that implied he blocked a homicide investigation focusing on the son of a police captain and that he had participated in an illegal wiretapping scheme. Complicated facts, bottom line, May 1990, Jim Beasley, representing Dick Sprague, two titans, both lawyers, wins a $34 million award against the Philadelphia Inquirer, the largest libel judgment against the news media on record, according to the Washington Post, okay? 1990, a $34 million verdict was the largest libel judgment on record, according to the Washington Post. The largest libel award currently on record is a 1991 verdict of $58 million against WFAA-TV in Dallas. 
In that case, a former DA sued the television station over a report that he uh, accepted payments to quash a drunk driving case. So this is big. It's a huge, huge number. Is this resolution, nevertheless, a tree falling in the forest? Is anybody who watches Fox News going to hear it? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Now, here's something interesting. Murdoch owns Fox News. Murdoch owns the New York Post. Murdoch owns the Wall Street Journal. This morning during my read in looking at the Fox News website, I could not find any reference to the story that is leading the news everywhere else. It, it was on Fox News website very briefly. It's probably there now, but pushed way the hell down. It received very scant airing on the network itself yesterday. I don't see it on the New York Post. I do see it at the Wall Street Journal in a prominent above-the-fold position. And, you know, on CNN, it's like the top 15 stories are all about Fox and the same for MSNBC. The uh, New York Times' Stuart Thompson on exactly what I'm discussing says this. Fox News' last-minute settlement with Dominion Voting Systems earned banner coverage on every television news network but one, Fox News. The $787.5 million settlement was covered only three times by Fox News in about four hours after the settlement became public, amounting to six minutes of coverage. 
For most of the day, including during the network's primetime shows, hosts appear to be focusing on other issues like illegal immigration and COVID-19's possible origins. The way that it first came up, as pointed out in this story, is that Neil Cavuto, host of the afternoon program Your World with Neil Cavuto on Fox News, covered the settlement as news of it broke and again after the dollar figure was announced. Howard Kurtz, Fox News' media analyst, told Mr. Cavuto that the election fraud claims about Dominion were quote-unquote obviously false and conspiracy theories. In another segment, Mr. Kurtz said both sides had an incentive to avoid a costly six-week trial. This is the way that it sounded when the news first, first appeared on Fox News. What? Chip Roy and Thomas Massey. All right, sorry to do that to you, Mark. We're just learning now that Fox and Dominion have indeed settled what was a potentially massive lawsuit centered around the aftermath and the media coverage of the 2020 presidential election. Dominion Voting Systems was suing Fox for defamation. Fox had denied any wrongdoing. Howard Kurtz has more for us now, the host of Media Buzz. He was in the courtroom earlier today. Howie, uh, spell it out. Well, it was a dramatic ending to what everyone thought was going to be one of the most covered trials of the century, Neil. There was a two-hour behind-closed-door meeting between Judge Eric Davis and lawyers from both sides. There was a lot of speculation about what was going on. The jury had already been selected and seated, and we thought we were going to open arguments. But as it turned out, the two parties were discussing a settlement. That settlement has now been reached. The amount of the settlement has not been disclosed. I do have a statement from Fox, Neil. We are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. The New York Times reports that their total coverage on this was uh, six minutes. That report, because there's more to it, is like four minutes. So that's like four of the six minutes. The point is, it, it, it made it made no impact in prime time. If you tuned in for the prime time lineup last night, the five on, you weren't going to hear any information about this story relative to the website. The Times says this. The news network also published one story on its homepage more than an hour after the settlement was announced. The story included the network's official statement and called the lawsuit, quote unquote, media fodder. By Tuesday evening, the story was ranked around the 30th position on the homepage. So it gets me thinking. I speak here so often about media silos, people who don't change the channel. Will people who watch Fox News exclusively even know this news? As I say, it popped during Cavuto's show, not in prime time yesterday. They, they dealt with it, to my way of thinking, only enough to say, well, we covered it. You know, disarming someone, I guess like me, who's observing from saying, well, they and they didn't even mention it. OK, they mentioned it. They mentioned it in a very scant way. Those viewers, though, those viewers, I want to focus on the viewers of Fox News. How will they rationalize it if they do hear the news? Will it cause diminished trust in their network of choice? Remember, I said at the outset, I think many people were hoping for a public airing of all of these facts beyond the texts and the emails and the depositions, you know, with live faces of, of their marquee talent, hoping, would think a Fox critic, that this would then diminish in the eyes of its viewers, 
the validity of the network. We all know somebody in the category that I'm referring to. You know, the Fox News, this is a radio throwback term, P1. You know, their most ardent, loyal viewers. Picture someone. I can picture someone close to me. Is there someone in your orbit? Imagine a person that is connected to you who, and maybe it's you. I don't know. Maybe you stumbled upon me today. Maybe you're listening to me right now, and, and you're the person who who exclusively gets their television cable information from Fox News. I am a Fox News viewer. I, Michael. But I watch Fox News in tandem with everything. I'm talking about the people who only watch Fox. Okay, now with that person in mind, is this going to impact the way they view the network at all? Will the, the poll question today asks, will this staggering amount of money that now is going to be paid by Fox News, is it going to change the way Fox does business? I mean, that's one of the questions that remains. But I'm more interested in the people who watch and whether this impacts them and their thinking. David Graham has a piece for The Atlantic today titled Fox Lost the Lawsuit but Won the War. Listen to this paragraph. He says, as the discovery materials dribbled out, progressives crowed that Fox's reputation would forever be damaged by the revelation that the channel was knowingly lying to its viewers. Perhaps on the margins, that's true, but hoping for widespread epiphany is naive. The people most likely to see the damaging information already distrust Fox. The network has pointedly avoided discussing the Dominion lawsuit on air over the ejections of its top media reporter, Howard Kurtz, and many Fox viewers are so siloed that they are unlikely to hear much about the case. Moreover, it's been clear for years to anyone who was interested in knowing that Fox lies to its viewers. The viewers either don't care or they refuse to recognize what's going on. I read that paragraph and a lightning, uh, a light bulb went off for me. Maybe, maybe the reality here, while people were hoping, have the trial, have the trial, the, the viewers need to know, surely they'll wake up. I read that line from David Graham, the viewers either don't care or refuse to recognize that maybe they already know it's bullshit. A better word, wackadoodle. Wackadoodle. Maybe they already know it's wackadoodle. Think of the email that I read aloud here on POTUS, and I did it on CNN last weekend. You know, the, the shapeshifter. The woman who said she was shot in the back by the FBI but didn't know it at the time and then shared this fantastical theory of Dominion skimming 3% because that's what Jared Kushner collects from the RNC, giving those votes to Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. I mean, all this fantastical, nutty stuff. It goes to Sidney Powell, and then Sidney Powell is invited on air by Maria Bartiromo. Unified by their opposition to the left, maybe there's an unwillingness to look closely at what they're buying into, just like they don't really buy into Trump, right? I mean, they don't really buy into 2 Corinthians Trump. No, they support the way he fights what they oppose. And there's like a wink, wink, nod, nod quality to all of this. The more I think about it, I think this is the key. I don't think there's anybody out there. I don't think that there's anybody out there who today, having been loyal to Fox News, 
somehow hears about the $787 million settlement, an acknowledgement by Fox that they promoted falsehoods about the 2020 election. I don't believe there's anyone out there who heard that news today, either because they happen to be tuned into Neil Cavuto for those four minutes or through osmosis, they heard it somewhere else. They were they were passing an air, airline terminal that had CNN on, and the Chiron said 780. I'm saying like, I'm thinking of a hardcore Fox viewer somehow heard the news. I don't believe there's anyone who, in learning that, is saying, "Oh my God, they've been lying to me about the 2020 election. I must leave them now." I don't think that person exists. Do you? Do any of you, the person I asked you to imagine earlier, sitting in an easy chair, watching only Fox News, gets the word. Maybe you tell them. Are they now saying, well, that's it. Oh, my God. They've been lying to me. They knew it was all BS. Tucker Carlson was worried about the stock price. The shapeshifter was the source of the information for Sidney Powell and Maria Bartiromo and Lou Dobbs. I can't possibly watch them again. That person doesn't exist. David Graham's piece, if Fox can withstand the reputational damage and the monetary cost of the settlement, the real long-term damage from the suit may be that it revealed Fox to be much weaker than it appeared. One theory of Fox is that Roger Ailes recognized a latent interest in news from a conservative perspective, and he tapped into it. Another is that Fox has constructed a massive, nearly addicted viewership and persuaded it to adopt a particular political worldview. Kind of interesting. Which one of those is it? He says the truth is that these are interrelated. Conservatives were underserved by mass media. I agree with that. But Fox has shown its ability to whip that crowd up and rally it around particular strains of conservatism. I think that's true, too. But the sequence of Trump's rise and the Dominion suit show that the network isn't really in charge. Fox resisted Trump's strain of conservatism at the start of his presidential run, but it was eventually forced to acquiesce. Let me stop. That's absolutely true. Do you remember the first debate, the Megyn Kelly debate, where where Trump went after her? At the time, you know, there, there was there was. Not a warm relationship between Fox and Trump. But yes, they were forced to acquiesce. And then back to David Graham, it initially resisted his election lies, but ultimately embraced them. The viewers hold the real power and Fox is at their mercy, even if upstarts like OAN and Newsmax with low production values, amateurish personalities and shoddy content could threaten Fox's hold on its audience, then the channel remains vulnerable to challenges from further to the right. Very smart points. The audience, this is the takeaway, the audience is running the show. The internal communications from this lawsuit that came to light because they were attached to the pleadings showed that the real reason Fox kept airing the lies is that they were afraid that the audience was leaving them for OAN or Newsmax. The audience didn't want fact-checking. The audience didn't want to be told their pro-wrestling was fake, not because it would cause them to lose faith, interest, and trust in the product, they know it's fake. 
They like it. They're admirers and fans of pro wrestling. And if you're not going to give it to us here, we're going to go get it somewhere else. That's my takeaway. Disabuse yourself of the idea that there was ever a chance that this trial would be held and the audience would walk on Fox. That's not happening. That is not happening. It's, 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 it's really not being top-driven at this point. This audience knows what it wants, and Fox has decided that they're just going to keep serving it up. Bottom line, nobody's leaving the network because of this, the largest ever resolution of a defamation action, and not because it's being hidden from them. Somehow they'll probably hear something about it today. It is such a big story. It's impossible to avoid, but it's become a matter of cognitive dissonance. I know, I, Michael, know I shouldn't be smoking a cigar or two a day because it could kill me. But I keep smoking. I keep smoking. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius X. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. So a lot of reaction to my opening thoughts, including Kenny from Pendell, who will go first and will speak for himself, TC, apparently said to Tamsin, why isn't Michael making the same analysis when CNN lies? Aha. I believe we mentioned that. (laughs) Right. So I shall give Kenny my response. Uh, Kenny, the answer is today's a day that we're evaluating $787.5 million having changed hands. It's stunning. It's the largest defamation settlement ever. And it is a payment being made because of a sustained, concerted effort to lie to the public on one particular subject for ratings gain. If there were a similar CNN story of that magnitude, I promise I wouldn't hide the ball. I'd be talking about it. Yeah, I disagree because 
Uh, where were you guys in the 2016 election? Where were you with Kyle Rittenhouse? How about a kid who CNN said uh, harassed the Indian guy at the Lincoln Monument whose life you tried to ruin? They are never held to account. There were definitely mischaracterizations of Kyle Rittenhouse, not by me, by the way, a subject that I discussed openly here and there, uh, but nothing that compares to this. I mean, I, I, we can play whataboutism until the cows come home, but you have to recognize oh, the sick. I have come on what? Talk yes, to me. Say, say something. That. That's why nobody watches CNN, because you have no credibility. Right. I, I, as between the two of us, I think it, one of us does and doesn't if we're being fair and analyzing these issues. Is there anything at all that you wish to say about Fox viewers and the points that I just made? Um, anything no, beyond trying to point a finger in a different direction, like anything on no. the substance of today's story? Well, no, as usual, they're, they're going to be misunderstood, and the far left will get what it always wants, and they'll never be held I'm gonna to account. Take that as, I'm going to take that as a no. Like, there's nothing at all that you want to hear or are willing to engage on on that issue. Hi, Brian. Greetings from Houston. What did you want to say? Hey, good morning, Michael. First of all, if you, if you want a way, I know you mentioned yesterday about getting around a paywall. I have a legitimate site. I can give it to you off air. So I don't do public promotion for them, but I have a way for you to get around paywalls for when you need that one or two articles you just need to read. So right. I'm, I'm all you know, ears. So when your call ends, I'd like to know what it is. I, I, I wish yeah, TC uh, to know what it is, too. I use it. I use it myself for one or two articles that I, I want to read, but I don't I don't want an entire. All right. I don't want to I don't want to condone this behavior, but don't hang up at the end. Make your point. <laughs> Um, no, I, I do agree somewhat with the last caller. There wasn't the overarching coverage of Nicholas Sandman, I, and, but I'm actually surprised. First of all, I don't think anybody who watches Hannity, Tucker, Laura, or Gutfeld, anybody like that, will mention, will even know about it. I turn off Fox. I, I generally watch Brett Baer's show, and he did mention it. He did cover it a little bit on Monday, so I give him credit. As he was one of the uh, possible witnesses. He did mention it Monday night on his show, but that's about the point I stopped watching Fox. I watch it for the news aspects. I haven't watched a full episode of Tucker or Hannity or Laura in, in years. What of my um, thesis? What, what of my thesis, which is those who, and I've been in this camp, who assume that, wow, if the audience ever found out about this, they would leave in droves. That's not true. Even if they're not Correct. covering it, the audience at some level knows what they're getting and is comfortable with it. It's okay yeah. that it's fake pro wrestling. We're still going to watch. Yep, yep. No, I agree. And, and they, I think a lot of them understand, you know, or hopefully understand that what those guys are giving you are opinion and that it's not news. If you want news, you're turning it off at 5 p.m. Central after Brett Bear's show is over, which to me is a legitimate news program. Um, I, I think he face. does. I think he does. A, I think he does a good job. I, I, I yeah. admire the product that he but, generates. And by, by the uh, way, go ahead. Finish your thought. I got to hustle. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I, I wish all when it comes, especially to the media, I'm surprised Fox let the settlement information become public information. I wish all of them. I would love to know what CNN had to pay Nick Sandman. But there, I guess there was an NDA. And so we'll never know. But I, I think if it pertains to the media, it should all be made public because that is a public interest. And 
Yeah, but, uh, but one one party is usually negotiating. I assume, I make an assumption here, I assume that they were asking not only for money, but that they were asking for some type of a public acknowledgement on Fox itself, a statement that would have to be read uh, so that there'd be some comeuppance involved beyond the cash-changing hand, and they probably couldn't get that done, I assume, as part of the negotiation, because I've been in lots of them, not at that magnitude, that Fox didn't want it ever to see the light of day and that Dominion insisted that it, it would be public. Hi, Chris. Greetings in upstate New York. You wanted to say what? Hi, Mike. I, I think there's three winners of the settlement. Tell me. Obviously, Dominion. Dominion. I think Fox wins because they don't have to put their celebrities and the owner, Murdoch, on the stand because I think they could embarrass themselves. And the third one is the lawyers for Dominion. Bryce, they, they need a school bus to transport all of those lawyers. Yeah. Uh, what do you... I think, that, I think that plaintiff lawyers, I am one. So cards on the table, bias revealed. People don't stop and think that in a case like this, this is very expensive litigation. I don't I don't know the terms of the representation. I'm, I'm going to make assumptions here because I know a little bit about this line of work. They take a case like this on a flyer. Like, yes, now that the case was fully developed through the discovery process, it looked like it was a very strong case, even when faced with an actual malice standard. But they had to front a lot of money in this case and probably took it on a contingency. And if it went south... They'd be on the hook, typically, for those expenses. But not, but now they're getting one-third of the settlement, correct? No, I would assume that's what they're getting. But I'm saying, they're t- you know, it's a risky business. It's a risky business. I tried cases for 10 years. There were a lot of cases that I handled that resolved one way or the other for a lot of money, millions of dollars. It was associated with what was then... The, the lead plaintiff's firm in the entire state of Pennsylvania. I referenced a moment ago a guy by the name of James E. Beasley, who was a mentor of mine. And the, the case, the firm, especially because of Jim, was involved in lots and lots of high-profile litigation. But there were cases that we took that didn't pan out, that ended in a defense verdict, and we didn't go back to clients and say to people, especially because many that we were representing were not of means. You know, we wouldn't go back and say we had 300 grand in costs on that case and it just ended in a defense verdict. Can you pony up? So I'm always mindful of that when I hear a, when I hear a case like like this and people say, oh, what the lawyers get? Uh, CT greetings. What did you most want to say? Yeah, I, I was actually curious about why the, the lawyers for Dominion uh, were such cheap dates. Now, I think. What probably happened is that some shareholders for Dominion stepped in and said, you, you got to take this money. But the question that was rattling around in my head is, how much is that apology worth to Fox? Like, them not having to do an apology or a retraction, how much is that actually worth? And I was talking with my coworker, and I'm thinking, that, that, that's a $5 billion thing, that alone. The, the ability for Fox to be able to continue doing their business the way they want and not have to apologize, that's worth more, a multiple's worth of what Dominion actually got in money. Well, there's another there's another aspect to this, which is, and there's, I, I guess, a lottery 
uh, analogy where somebody somebody wins a lottery big uh, payout and they've got a choice of do they want cash on the barrel or do they want it paid out over a period of years? In a situation like this where the case is resolved, they're getting their money now. And they are in this case, it's not like it's not like the lottery in that at least <clears throat> with the lottery, it's guaranteed over a period of years. If Dominion won a verdict, if Dominion won a verdict against Fox, and I've talked about this here recently and on CNN as well, it would certainly lead to a process of appeals that would go on for a period of years and probably end up at the Supreme Court of the United States. So if you're Dominion and you're being offered in settlement a tremendous sum of money, more than any other defamation case ever, and you're saying, yeah, you know, we we could roll the dice and go to trial. Yeah, you might. But even if you win short term and win more than you're being offered, you've got the uncertainty of of an appellate process. Maybe you get a, a punitive damages award. I don't I don't think that they could have put seven hundred and eighty seven point uh, five mil on the board. I don't think they could have. I think that presupposes a punitive award. And if there had been a punitive award, you know, by definition, it's going to get looked at by an appellate court. So I completely understand. I, don't let the one point six billion demand cloud your thinking. That was probably never realistic to begin with. But, you know, to come in at half that is really substantial and significant. It's really it's really amazing. Uh, This is uh, John in Carson City, Nevada. Hi, John. Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking my call, man. I really appreciate you on that one. Um, Thank you. I'm I'm looking I'm thinking back to your first caller. And I I did a lot of looking on blogs yesterday, a lot of looking on my Twitter and, and the Internet. And the truth of the matter is. People like that just don't care. They know they were being lied to from the get-go. They never really cared. So they'll look for any excuse that they possibly can to shift the focus, as like Fox does, away from the topic and say, well, nothing to see here. $787 million is a lot of money. And then when you tack that on to the $2.7 million that Smartmatic is throwing at them for the exact same thing, that, that dollar figure starts to add up. But they're going to say, oh, well, what about Salmon? And you know what's funny about that is I looked up uh, and I found a CNN article where they were like, yeah, we paid because we were wrong about Sandman. And, and CNN has actually held their commentators liable. You know, they've, they fired people for doing the wrong thing, where I don't see Fox doing that same thing. I've never seen Fox post anything on their website, and I never heard them say anything last night on any of this. I think I okay I think the following I think what aboutism is an awfully weak response on a day like today where this is record setting uh-huh. record setting uh-huh. as CNN and and I guess people feel obligated to dump on CNN because like here I sit and on Saturday there I will be it's fine it comes with right. the territory but there's nothing that can be referenced here that comes mm-hmm. close to what just went on when the stakes were an election and a perpetuation of, of fraud that the hosts who were spilling it knew at the time. Nothing you can say, nothing you can say in whataboutism comes close. I, I candidly don't remember the whole Sandman episode beyond, beyond there was this like strange encounter be, between uh, you know, the young man who I think was on a school trip and a guy who was banging a, a, a drum, an Indian drum, some Native American kind of celebration. And Sandman was characterized because of of a MAGA relationship as having 
led some kind of a, a, a protest that he hadn't. He, he had exercised this amazing restraint and just kind of stood there very stoic. And I guess the mm-hmm. mischaracterization of that by the media is what caused him to file suit in cases to get settled. But wait a minute. You're, you're trying to tell me that is in comparison to the shapeshifter who sends an email talking about being shot in the back and Scalia was murdered at Bohemian Grove and all the bullshit that was in that email. Nevertheless, exactly. lands Sidney Powell, a place on Maria Bartiromo show. Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson are saying this is a nightmare. The woman's a nut. Why does she keep saying this? The stock prices. And they kept it going and going and going. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's just not a fair comparison. Maybe on some other day. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.